0: Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review and on this review Duncan and I have been checking out the new album <laughs> Long Island Metal Crew Moontooth The band's new album will be released on May 13th via Pure Noise Records Look at this photograph <laughs> I knew you were going to say that <laughs> <laughs> It's because we've known each other too long Could you put money on that uh, yeah. photograph is album number three from Muntith, which follows up their twenty nineteen album, Crux. The album was produced and mixed by Josh Wilbur, um, who has worked with pretty much everybody. In hey the, everyone, everybody,
1: yeah, and um, your neighbor. If you're looking at your neighbor <laughs> you know, tomorrow while he's cutting his grass, he produced his album
0: produced by just by Josh Wilbur. <laughs> um, so Muntith, um, um, <clears throat> I, I thoroughly thoroughly adored um this band's debut uh chroma paragon um th- this was a a band that like on a debut album showed crazy potential like mm-hmm. you could tell like there was big things gonna come from this band um really really kind of turned heads with that first album and I think like that's primarily be- because they they are quite a distinctive sounding band like when I was sitting listening to this album I was like it's really difficult to say who Moontooth actually sound like, like outright, mm. like there's little elements of things you go, oh right, okay, that's what wee bit like that, but there wasn't, there was never one, there's not one band in my mind that was like, yeah, that sounds like.
1: They're an easy band to recommend though. Oh yeah. You mean without, yeah. without necessarily, like, without like, they're an easy band to recommend as long as the follow up question is, who do they sound like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, yeah, stylistically it's very, very varied, um, ranging from progressive metal to rock to alternative to blues to hardcore, mm-hmm. post-hardcore. Um, different, very difficult to pigeonhole. Um, but I, when I was when I was listening to this, I was thinking they don't right, they don't sound like this band, but I would liken them to them in terms of their career and their progression. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of Every Time I Die. Right. Yeah. Yeah and the reason that I, I kind of got to there was um not because they sounded like that but every time I die when they landed on the scene like when you go back to like hot Dam and stuff they they were really like really raw really unhinged quite rough around Reggies. edges but you know yeah but
1: I mean, you really volatile you didn't oh yeah. really know what you were going to get in the next song yeah
0: yeah um but you could tell as well on that like on that early release from every time I die that they had a ton of potential as yeah. well yeah, yeah. um and with each album that they bring out like Every Time I Die it sounds more focused it sounds more refined their songwriting is so much better Um, and this has happened basically with the the three releases that Moontooth have put out Um, yes I think album three is the best Moontooth have ever sounded Um, I would agree
1: with that I also I would also say that I don't think they're at their peak yet either which is the scary thing when listening to it is he it is he very accomplished album yeah but like when you when you finish it you, you get that vibe that there's a gear that maybe they've not explored yet or yeah. something that they could like i would i would genuinely not ever be surprised about them saying you know we want to go down the darker side or we want to go down something but more commercially viable what anything mm. these guys do i yeah. think they could they're very adaptable yeah. I think that whatever they decided to do, they would fucking nail.
0: Yeah.
1: And this to me feels like the combination of those previous two albums. It kind of feels yeah. like, like you can very much every time I die like is probably the best example of this, where there is a clear through line mm. between those albums, right? The previous album made sense of the first album. This is a band that's growing and maturing. And mm. then you land on this one. And, this is the next logical step on their journey um, which you don't always get with bands bands sometimes get especially by the second or third release uh, sometimes the second release is deliberately trying to not sound like the first release so they don't get pigeonholed Mm -hmm. and a lot of bands will be cater (laughs) to a specific sound to -hmm. get signed and then on that second album the real band comes out so to speak um, that is, you know, like sometimes bands get a bit not embarrassed, but kind of feel like they need to brush off some of that that first album stank. Um, yeah. Moon Tooth have never felt like that. Even on no. this album, you can clearly chart the through line as a logical, linear, t- like line through the yeah. albums of. All right, this is what happens when you have more money, more time to work on something touring experience, mm-hmm. you know, just all those factors that make a band. It's like going to the gym. You know what I mean? You go to the gym, you train, as a result, you start to look a bit fitter, you know, like <laughs> like all those, like all those things that kind of come in line with that. You can follow that through and you see those timeline photos of people that were, I was a skinny guy and then I went to the gym and six months later, I'm <laughs> fucking ripped. And you can see like <laughs> that, I moon mean, twitter kind of like that as well and that you can visibly they have it's not like you could put that first album on dave and then cool. this album and be like that well they're not the same man yeah clearly the same band it's just yeah. this like sounds much more accomplished and confident mm. than they did back then and even back then they sounded accomplished and confident so yeah. it's yeah. you know it's just time time and potential equals greatness yeah
0: i think What I like here is that even though it definitely can hear that through line, um, Crux was uh, thematically maybe a a little darker. Like the themes were a little more kind of negative, but on Photograph, they've veered down a kind of brighter type path. um, Which, when I was reading a bit about the the album itself, it's kind of playing into the album title, which is um, to do with uh, phototropism and -hmm. like growing towards the light type thing. Um, and the album still has its kind of dark moments but they, they balance it out very well um, even like like a track like Death Wish Blues which comes out of the gate very very kind of hardcore laced um, they start to slowly push the track back towards a more kind of uplifting tone after that first verse Yeah, um, and it almost has these like Kind of like soulful rock vibes in the melody, which really like just give it this feel good hook. All the way. We
1: we we were speaking about this off air with Kyle, who didn't listen to the album. That's right, shots fired. Um, (laughs) Didn't listen to the album this week, which is why he's not with us. Which is why me and Dave haven't wore clothes the same the following (laughs) night. This is the same night's recording. Kyle just didn't do the homework. Yeah. Um. And I like I, I likened his vocals to likened them in terms of presence on a release, as opposed to like Sim specifically to Lejean from Seven Dust. That's a good one. Like the mm. another one that kind of reminded me of um, the cunt from Forever Never.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who
1: had like there's a specific Simd of that voice which mm. could actually easily plug in to many different bands and many different genres. Yeah, but weirdly when it sat where it is. On that band, it kind of always kind of feels like, it, one, it should have been there, but two, it opens the sound up a bit more. Yeah. And have, is that like it's almost like a secret weapon, even though it's not so secret, because um, they've been utilising it for a while. The, the chops to be able to go into kind of that bluesy, soulful rock element, like, allows the songs to emote a lot more. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of feeling yeah. and a lot of passion from the tracks. Whilst maybe the guitars aren't necessarily leaning that way and the songs don't have, the, you're maybe not even heading on a grandiose level towards that, anchors it back and gives it a focal point to make tracks sound fucking huge hmm. when they're not really doing anything except that dude singing over the top of what they're playing. You know, yeah. they're not elevating extra instrumentation in the background. Yeah. That in itself is enough to hook you in and feel something from the track like it's a very emotive style of singing and it really it plays through consecutive songs like all the way through that's the hook right through there and it's not just the vocal hook but it's the hook all the way through the album that lightness that you're talking about a lot of that time it's not just delivered by the instrumentation but it's delivered by the vocals as well even if they aren't singing the most memorable like Vocal hook you've heard yeah. the when it comes in and the way it's used the, and it kind of makes you
0: feel, Did I say, happy, Dave? Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely feel good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I could hear lots of little adjustments in the songwriting on this album, um, which is what kind of makes it stand out. Um, and it, it's not like they weren't doing those things on Crux, but I think it sounds even more polished on this album. Um, their instincts on when to transition into a hook. Um, big, you know, a big hook leading chorus or to drop it down a gear and hit you with something heavier. It's just so on the money. Um, I didn't feel like there were many moments on the album where they really dropped the ball at all or they just like phoned it in or ran out of ideas. Um, even there's a, there's a moment on the album where they, they, they changed the guitar tone um, mm. to give you like a little bit of something different. Um track called uh, The Conduit the guitar tone in that is wicked, it's like really like crunchy or like fizzy sounding or something, like. but it's, it's just, you know, that little enhancement to push it into that next level sonically was really cool. Um, a lot of really kind of standout tracks, a lot of highlights um, the only one that didn't really kind of grab me on here was uh, Grip on the Ridge, which is
1: it's, uh, the track the the four, track eight is like one of my favourites on the album, yeah. and it's so fucking strong. And yeah, I think I track, I n- had it, track nine not followed that, I don't think it would. It feels like a bit of a drop off. Do mm. you know what I mean? Because like track seven, track eight are so fucking powerful, and then you drop you drop into a grip on the ridge, and it's like ah, oh, right. but I think it carries it like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry Me Home. The following <laughs> track brings it back super yeah. strong. It's just that one feels like a... Like a yeah. It's not even a misstep. It's just I don't think it's on the same...
0: I can see why they added it. It's, it's a more kind yeah. of ballad type track. So it's I've got a bit of an ebb and flow in the album. But it's the one track that I kind of wanted to skip when I was listening to the album. Yeah. Um, but as you said, it's followed up by Carry Me Home, which is really bluesy and funky. And then Danger. I think the, the album Closer photograph, the title track, is... fantastic absolutely fantastic closing track like the riffs on that last track are almost got like an like an aor feel to them like but more progressive like it's really weird very kind of rock kind of driven but um and and john carbone just sounds vocally unbelievable like his delivery his choice of melody is faultless um that that track was just kind of seared in my brain afterwards like it just really sinks the hooks in um i think he is I think he's on his way to being like one of the best vocalists in in the genre. Like he's just—I totally phenomenal. agree.
1: I, yeah, it's the—it's not just the ability to sing, right? Because there's plenty of vocalists out there that can sing. Hmm. We've listened to loads recently where we're not that. This vocalist has a really distinctive voice, a really distinctive tone. But it's the actual choice in melody. Yeah, like to be able to be as versatile as he is from a melody perspective and every track on this has a hook yeah like so he manages to write them and they're not just following what the guitar is playing you know he's 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 very conscious of that yeah and it, it's obviously a skill that he has like just he, he obviously is, has a skill to very quickly come up with memorable melody mm-hmm. and that's a talent and he i think it's as one like i say it's, it's an asset to the band overall but in a lot of respects, is what I think will just keep propelling them. To go back to what you were saying about the Every Time I Die situation, Keith Buckley, the further they went on as a band, mm. he was the one that maybe progressed the most.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. And
1: I would say Moontooth have the same thing. Like, Vocally, mm. like always been a great vocalist, but here I think there's that part where I just feel like there's nothing this guy can't Do
0: no, no.
1: and that's exciting. That's an exciting prospect because it it opens them up as a band to experiment more, or try more, or go in different directions. When you have the confidence that your vocalist can do that, because musicians like guitarists, drummers, whatever, they can they're they're maybe a little bit more versatile instruments than a vocal. As a vocal has a cadence, has a tone, has a register, and as a result. The person delivering that almost has a box around them of what he can and can't do mm. all the other instruments you can have pedals chord progressions drumming styles, slow down speed up those things allow you to explore vastly different territories and if the vocals don't fit in that it almost confines the sound of the band mm-hmm. moontooth don't have that and that's the that's the thing that gets me giddy that's the thing that gets me excited because yeah. You don't know where album number four is going to go, but I'll tell you right now, I imagine wherever it goes, vocals are going to be just as great, and yeah. the band are going yeah. to be along with them. Sure. It's something that's it's easy to take for granted, but like because they make it, they make it sound so effortless, so it's mm. easy to take for granted. Yeah. But the craftsmanship behind the songwriting in this one is stellar. Yeah. Because, like you said, out with a ballad, which... If they're going to do it, they've got the vocalist to do it. I'm with you. There's enough dexterity on this album. They don't actually need a slower ballad track. Mm -hmm. You're getting those elements interspersed amongst. And and no point was I feeling like, this is getting so heavy now. I kind of wish there was some melody. Mm. That's not there. It's it's in all the tracks. So it kind of feels like, I know why they've done it. A yeah. question of placement as well, you know. Three from the end feels like a like mm. earlier in the album. Maybe works a bit better, but mm. it's a like it's them doing something they want to do. And as artists who crafted an album, this we have to give them that. Doesn't mean it's the best thing on there. Certainly not a bad song. Well composed, no. hits hits the mark. To me, it just feels like you're getting you're getting like a couple of like clear cut bangers beforehand bit of a lull and then clear cut bangers to the end so it's yep. kind of like why is that lull in there from mm. a compositional point of view from a live point of view that track probably makes sense you can do yep. that as a bit to to, to yep. breathe things out maybe that's how they're looking at it is less of a listening experience and more of a live experience mm-hmm. Um to link into a lot of what you were saying I think Moontooth are a really really interesting example of a band that should be a lot bigger than they are yeah for sure, like that, they should be fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, they should like the, this. This sort of band should be like platinum albums and all the rest, because they have those elements in there. They have very catchy, very memorable songs. They have an edge and something different about them, which I think makes them, you know, interesting to outliers, but also to the people that just like commercial yeah. sounding heavy music. Super radio friendly. Like, even when they're going a bit obscure and doing a wee bit of the prog stuff, it's still radio-friendly at its core. Mm. Um, And at no point do they create boring songs. Mm -hmm. Like, the songs are all still viably single or radio length. So, I mean, to me, it's like a no-brainer. I I sit and I listen to them and I'm like that. Like, Moontess should be huge. Like, people should be this is the band people should be talking about and I, I always get the feeling that one, maybe the name that puts people off two, the label they're on isn't the biggest label in the world but three, I think there's a there's a degree of the industry likes what the industry knows and there's a certain offlier that they don't want to take a risk on which is a shame because with the right marketing behind these guys these guys could be fucking massive yep. um, and this album is a testament to to the band kind of not just finding their foot because that foot that foot has always been relatively strong but mm-hmm. this is to me them if you imagine like venue size this is them moving up to the next venue size and what yeah. they've they've got there's something that feels bigger mm-hmm. about this release there's something that kind of takes them from being like the the main support act Yep. To a big band, to being yep. like, oh, no, we can headline now, you know, yep. we can have some, and that's that to me is exciting because, like we said before, it's that progression of the sound. Hmm. Um, thus far, I think there's so much potential beyond this. But just talking about this release, and you've already mentioned the dexterity of it. Well, by the time you get to like something like Deathless Blues, you get those like big, rocky, bluesy elements. And vocally, he can handle it with ease. Mm. Um, The new single, Alpha, Howl, is fucking great. And the the accompanying video, if you get a chance to check it out, is also awesome. But to me, it's it's like tracks six, seven, and eight are are like this this mishmash of kind of just awesome elements. You've got Oh My Isle, The Conduit, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> tracky as i call it
0: yeah
1: um which are three back-to-back fucking impressive songs that don't sound alike at all but mm. are fucking great
0: yeah
1: and I ju- once again it's the it's the dexterity it's the confidence it's the ability to put all those things in cohesively and make them yep. sound great in an album mm. and then lastly and i don't know if we've leaned too much into it and we probably should Production is spot on for this. Yes. It's like pitch perfect. I loved it.
0: I, I think what's really cool about the production is even though they've moved to obviously have a guy like Josh Wilbur produce their mm. album, it's still very in keeping with their past releases. It doesn't, it doesn't sound sit, like, like you... you
1: get those like releases from certain bands where they go, yeah. We're producing you like that. Oh, so right. the one I always come back to, and it's not the greatest example of. Slipknot have two albums produced by Ross Robinson, so yep. you have that idea of what they sound is. So next one's by Rick Rubin and the band sounds yep. completely different. Like, yep. com- like almost as if, right? Are these the same guys or is it a Slipknot? Tribute? And that's nothing. I love the production yeah. on uh, Volume Three. I think it's, I think it's really great, but it does sound hugely different. It does. And like, it's easy to do that. You get a different guy who wants to do different things. It, this doesn't sound. Like off the mark.
0: It sounds slightly more polished, but the consistency is there. You know, from she makes the, the me think albums. it's
1: that's what the like, that's what gives me excitement about potentially seeing Mintis somewhere down the line. Yep. That's clearly what the band sound like. There's no yep. fuckery there. You know what I mean? There's no let's add these things, tweak these things to make it sound different. That's clearly what the band sound like.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's fantastic. Um, I was always a fan to be honest. Um, and personally, I think this is their their most consistent album to date. Um, I, I likened them obviously to every time I die, is in terms of the journey. Um, but this is only album three, so like <laughs> the sky sake. is the limit basically for these guys.
1: It's insane, man. Honestly, yeah. you should not sound as confident and as good as this on your third album. <laughs> I know. You know what I
0: mean, um, so um, ratings for photograph. Um, I, as I said, I do think this is a shade better than uh, Crux for me. Um, I felt, I felt like there was more in. Instantaneous connection mm. with this album, whereas the previous album took me a few listens to kind of fully get into it. Um, I think it's 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 not perfect. There's a couple of wee things, obviously, tracks one track that I didn't really like, but um, I think. I would probably go 4.5 on this I think it's very close but as, as as you said I think there's probably another gear I think there's room for them to do even more
1: I think they've got a 5 star album in them and we've yet to hear it yeah. and that like, if ever that's a reason to be excited about a band's like future endeavours then yeah. I don't know what is so
0: yeah uh, so yeah I'm going to go uh, coming at a 4.5 out of 5 what about yourself what are you thinking
1: look at this four Pampa <laughs> yeah it's like it's so close man it's yeah. so tantalizingly close to that five and the band have it in them yeah that's the exciting thing like these are like if you're like this is like we, we talk about bands to watch you should all this band should have already been on your radar if this is the album that gets them on your radar that makes me excited but they mm. should be expect great things
0: yep for sure. Uh, So yeah, Moontooth I'm about to drop their new album Photograph on Pure Noise Records on the 13th of May Uh, Links below to the Facebook to the uh, pre-order, check it out Let us know what you think They've put out a few singles already I'm happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on them and when the album drops, happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on that as well Um, That's the review, thanks for checking it out We'll be back with another review very soon But until then, take care Speak to you soon Bye everyone